Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host just popping by before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. Patreon, as I am sure you know by now, is a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including our reviews of other school-based TV shows. Episodes 1 and 2 of Ackley Bridge are live now. We will soon be talking as well about Phoenix Rise, which is the school-based drama on the BBC filmed at my old school. Very weird. Um, also on the Patreon, we have our Waterloo Road Awards. We will, of course, be doing the first chunk of Series 8 very soon because this is the final episode of that chunk. We also have our Waterloo Road fan fiction and extended versions of all of our cast member interviews. I am working on getting some more of those in the can very soon. So you can get all of that stuff via patreon.com slash Pod, And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Tom Percival, to Sarah Mython, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Peter, to Ollie C, to Natalie, who you can find on Instagram at Natalie the Book Reader. Thank you to Mel, to Matthew Kumar, to Maddie, to Lou Parsons, to Lottie Smith, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Laura, to Kat, to Joe Buckle, to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Joel, to Holly, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Eve, to Emmy, to Eliza, who is at waterlooxroad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Becky, to Avid Collector, to Aya, and to Alicia. Your continued support is greatly appreciated by Luke and myself. And if you listening now would like to join that list of shout outs, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. Before we get on with the episode, I would just like to say a quick thank you. Either by the time you're listening to this or very shortly after, the podcast will cross the 100,000 downloads milestone. Um, The last three years uh, have been great doing this podcast, and it's amazing to hit such a big milestone. Um, Hopefully we've got a lot more in us yet, and we'll be getting many more thousands of downloads. But that is a huge milestone, and I would like to thank everyone who has ever listened to the podcast. And especially if you've listened to every episode, we really value you, and we hope that you still enjoy the podcast every single week. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson. And we're at the end of a chunk. At the end of a chunk. It's Easter. So I wish that chunk was chocolate and not another 10 episodes of this hellscape. Yes. The good thing is they might be at the end of a chunk, but we're not. We continue relentlessly. (laughs) (laughs) We just never stop. It was your idea not to do breaks between series, if you remember. Three years ago, I was locked in doors. You're like, oh, Tom, can we start series two? I spoke to my other half, my child, and you. (laughs) That hasn't changed. I go to the office occasionally. And I sit in my headphones while people talk around me. But yes, yeah, so it's the end of term. Um, Grantley and Maggie are going to Barbados on a honeymoon. You go into Barbados. <laughs> it's such such a specific reference. 
that white men aged between 25 and 35. It, it was such a big cultural thing that if I if you'd said that in front of Charlie, she would have turned around and said it as well. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know how big it was outside Every- of a very small sort of nerdy. Okay, so what we're talking about here <laughs> is the 2005 Lee Evans um, uh, XL Tour. It was a Cardiff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they read on the docks because you used to be lucky if you got stabbed around that. <laughs> it's so sad. It's our, so sad. Well, no, but it wasn't. So, it wasn't that sad because it's not like me and you being able to just do bits of peep show at one another. Because that's sad. <laughs> this was every kid. This was like Borat level. Was it though? Every, because everyone because there was, I knew knew this show inside and out. That's weird because I did, and my one closest friend did. But other than that. Um, I brought this DVD in to school mm. and we played it in a class and it did not go down well. No. But no, it was it was one of those, it was like the DVD that people just passed around. Yeah. But for yeah, for me and my, my, my closest friend at school, we both loved it and could do every word of it. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, now you, it was, you know, I know you and you can, but I don't think it was as big as that. No. And it, I think it, it was a very been, specific type of person. I think it was a specific type of person, maybe, but also at a particular point in time. Because mm. if you've ever gone back to it, it's not funny. <laughs> no. Lee Evans, the material Lee Evans does is not funny. No. But it's the sheer force of personality <laughs> just gets it through. Yeah, yeah. It not it fun to be on this podcast and make sweeping statements <laughs> about, about the most successful comedian ever? It's <laughs> <laughs> the way he tells them. It is. It is. Um. <laughs> I, can you be- can you believe we watched ten weeks of this and the Connor Christine storyline is the apex of the series? <laughs> yeah, we watched ten weeks of the same episode going back and forth, and now they're like, yeah. "This is how we hook the series." There are there are two or three bits in this where they're doing a sort of Connor and Christine type thing and it feels like they think they've made one of the great stories of Western civilization because of the heft they try to give it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like we, we were talking before we started recording, the title of this episode is Paradise Lost. Yeah. Like that's the level they think they're operating at. That's what happens when you let the, gra- like the graduate student yeah. name the episodes. I, just, I've, I heard of this little known epic poem uh, called Paradise Lost. I mean, they don't. Oh, I remember, that was that was the when I learned that university. I don't think was for me, or the people on my course weren't necessarily for me. I mean, you sat across from one of them. Yeah, you, you <laughs> were the year below. Because yeah. um, you, you had an age group where everyone like got on in your your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of none of us in our was like <laughs> each other. I I remember uh, a young man <laughs> in one of our opening lectures um, for no reason whatsoever put his hand up and goes. Are you a fan of the philosopher? And I was like, we're on a journalism course, you knob. <laughs> it's like, like I always say about University Challenge, when I used to watch it growing up, I thought that once you got to university, you just knew all of the stuff they know on University Challenge. No. Turns out, no. Because <laughs> I still don't, can't answer any questions on that show. <laughs> they, don't, they don't ask questions around, you know, drawing, drawing around your feet outside. <laughs> I tell you what, if the questions were quote this bit from Lee Evans XL Tour 2005, <laughs> gobble up them starters for ten, no problem. Did uh, did Dante did Dante kill a child? Yeah, <laughs> settle down. Describe the demeanour of a parcel force man. 
<laughs> it's it's not good. It's terrible. Why are we why are we like this? Um I find Sammy Thomas has realised this, but the last like three weeks there's been a major drama. Well, the show thinks there's been a major drama between Christine and Audrey. Yes. Those two have smiling head turns with one another. They're, <laughs> they're, they're in a duo well, smiling head turns. In the early episodes, they are quite sort of collegiate. Yes, collegiate. Tom, yes. why just shut up? <laughs> Honestly, it's 20 past 10. <laughs> Take a night off. It's this is what happens is is because you work remote, so you sit there typing. Yeah, and then you get that that this, these moments where you get to go, oh, I can let let it all burst out. Um, I, I don't think we've started yet, have we? No. no, no. <laughs> so, I mean, that's good because I said Grantley and Maggie were going to Barbados, and we lost ourselves for ten minutes. <laughs> You're going to Barbados. <laughs> Oh, this series has driven us hysterical. It really has. So, <laughs> they're going to Barbados. Um, and the kids are going... The kids from Rochdale are going on a bus back to Rochdale that day. That's fine for some of them. Yeah. Many of them haven't got homes in Rochdale to go to. Yeah, because... That's the premise of the schoolhouse. Yeah, Rihanna last week said, I never want to see my family again, and she's being bussed back to Rochdale. Yeah. And we know her brother play football in Middlesbrough. <laughs> and I know it's all the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's certainly all the north to me, but I had yeah. done some research and they are, they are on the other sides of the north. Apparently there are two yes. sides of the north. Yes. Yeah. One Famously. Does, one does chips and gravy and the other does Oasis. <laughs> so, uh, Connor tell, he's like talking to his mom and says, oh, looking forward to our trip to New York. First class, never travelled first class. Um, joking with her that she booked this while she was drunk. Um, so then he leaves to go to school and he meets Imogen and they're talking about how they're going to run away mm. and we don't understand their plan right at any point in the next hour no I do not for a second understand what their plan is no the closest I get to understanding their plan is that they were going to hide for two weeks and then figure something out to go live somewhere else but then they got distracted by the sex that they could have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then the door of this house opened and went, no one else is going to be in this house for two weeks. We can just have sex for two weeks. <laughs> During the school day. It's yeah. right next to the school. Uh, he's a teenage boy. How many How many times you can fit in in two weeks? <laughs> Are we talking three minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop at one point for juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you'll need to rehydrate. <laughs> yeah, they should Amazon shopping. It's just nothing but pineapple. <laughs> why, why have 800 pineapples in order to, to the schoolhouse? Oh, I can, I can tell you. Just, yeah, the pineapples turn up and he just opens the door in a towel. Just like... <laughs> Tarek, Tarek's a world champion canoeist now. Canoeist. He was a kayaker. Yeah. <laughs> They're different disciplines. Um, and like, because, uh, you know, to, to the layman, of which I consider myself, you know, yeah, I think canoeing and kayaking look very similar. Is, there, there are different cl- classifications in the Olympics. They have different sized canoes. Is, isn't canoeing um, a paddle with one end and kayak's got two ends? Am I making that up? I think I'm... So a, a, a canoe is like one end. Oh. So a, a canoe is like, you have to switch like that. 
Okay. Whereas a kayak's double-ended. I might be completely wrong. In a kayak, the paddler is seated and uses a double-bladed paddle, pulling the blade through the water on alternate sides. Yep. In a canoe, the paddler kneels and uses a single-bladed paddle. Yeah! To propel... I know! Apparently, I know canoes and kayaks. (laughs) Kayaks double-bladed, canoes single-bladed. Then hang on. Has he always been a canoeer? No, because he had a a double paddle. But... A canoe, Kai- kayaks, Kai- and Neil's, and you, oh, Neil's, I, I got that all backwards. Yeah, I got it right. <laughs> yeah, so they are they are different disciplines. Yeah, and are we, are we? Why why would they change? Why can't they just call this place the World Kayak Federation? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so Billy Byrne, um, he's he's telling his nurse that the pain relief isn't enough. When the nurse leaves, he's talking to Michael. He says he's in purgatory. Sounds good in a Scottish accent, doesn't it? Purgatory. Oh, it's good. Oh. That word never sounded so good. Yeah. It's so, it's so good in a Scottish accent that I could get marginally close to a Scottish accent <laughs> repeating it. And I'm still miles close to a Scottish accent than you've ever seen. <laughs> um, so uh, Connor and Christine are at school and Connor is like in really good spirits and he tells his mum... Oh, why don't you have a drink? And at that point, why do all her alarm bells not go off and go, this is weird? Yeah. My son, who hates me for drinking, yeah. is encouraging me to have a drink and take it easy. In- My son, who knows the drink is killing me, yeah. he's like, help yourself along, mother. <laughs> yeah, literally. So uh, they're having a senior leadership meeting and apparently some difficult pupils are holding the other kids back. Phoenix Taylor, for one. Yes, Phoenix... Like what the names heard long ago, Phoenix Taylor. What? Uh, what? Like we've not seen any of this from Phoenix. No, we've not seen anything to suggest that he is uh, in any way uh, holding others back. Is in any way disruptive? Absolutely, it's ridiculous. He's just he's just sort of been there as yeah. part of the group, on the same level as like Scout or yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, also, they say, and the fact it doesn't come to anything makes it even weirder. And it's you know, it, it's small fry, but half year results. This is a term. Yeah, it's three months. Yeah, shut up, shut up, show. Yeah, because like when they first introduced this, I went, oh, the actor playing Phoenix didn't want to come back, and so yeah, but it's resolved at the end of the episode. Yeah, because quite literally, it's a ridiculous thing that they could just send him back, keep Harley. Yeah, and again, do you remember when? Phoenix wanted to leave school, but then it turns out that he was really good at math. Yes. But apparently Phoenix brings all the other children down. Yes. Um, so Lorraine wants Phoenix out, but Michael says we need to we want he wants to bring in this pupil referral unit to give these kids a chance. And and uh, uh she, Lorraine's like, Well, how are we gonna pay for it? And Michael's like, Well, I've secured 60% of the funding or whatever, and the rest will come from you. And Lorraine goes, When did this become my responsibility? Like, when you built a school! When you built a school and said, I'll pay for it. That's when. What a ridiculous thing to say. The thing is, as well, is everyone here just nods along as if they know what a pupil referral unit is. (laughs) And it's never explained. No. And even later on, when she announces it, Phoenix goes, oh, that's good. (laughs) Phoenix wouldn't know. (laughs) No. No. Uh, Lorraine, uh, they hear about Tarek, uh, and Lorraine wants to use this story... 
bring ring a journalist and get them to come in. Uh, and Michael goes, oh, well, Tarek, you see, he was playing around with knives. He was on the verge of being excluded. And we stuck by him and look where that's got us. Yeah, I don't care, I'm still getting ready for So the Audrey and Christine stuff is escalating to a hearing, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Why would Christine want this? They do it their way in the street with dogs. <laughs> yes. See, I think after, after losing people with 10 minutes of explaining Lee Evans oh, 2005, uh, I'll bring them back with a little bit of George Sampson. I'm going to edit this episode. It's going to be six minutes long. It's all <laughs> Lee Evans. <laughs> nah, leave it all in. <laughs> Season finale. It's a carnival atmosphere. <laughs> um. So the staff have brought Grant Lee uh, a gift. And there's a bit about the gift being for if he went to Venice, but actually he's going to Barbados. And the gift is a tropical T-shirt and a hat. Which would not suit Venice, but does suit Barbados. Does suit Barbados. Um, Very strange. I, has it got like gondolas on though? Is that what it is? I don't think. No, it looked like palm trees. <laughs> I don't know. The hat said, "Kiss me quick, squeeze me slow." Did it? Yeah. I have questions about the classes. Okay. Because in Christine's class, Kevin and Rhiannon are in it. Yes. Kevin, who last week we saw in the same class as Connor, um. Suggesting they're in the same age. Yes. Rhiannon um, is in the same class as with Scout and Phoenix, just so they're the same age. They then are in this class with Christine, and then later on, Christine has a class which is Connor and Imogen. <laughs> yeah. So all of these kids are at some point in the profile of the show is, is established this, as being the same age. But is this the classic thing of one is like a tutor session at the start, and one I'm is like, a class? I'm not having that talk. Because we've had this before. I'm not having it. <laughs> and as this is first thing, we can sort of, we can sort of that could be registration, and later could be a class. I not don't having know. It, Tom. Not having okay. it. Fine. Yeah, Connor, Imogen, Phoenix, and Scout are all hatching this big plan. It's very weird and very intense. Um, and they've like Connor has made this like privacy screen. For him, it's so contrived. This so they've made this privacy screen, and they're using it to conceal their belongings for the day. Yeah, which they're then going to take to the schoolhouse, which they've secured the keys for. Yes, but they're also the privacy screen is for there to keep privacy, so she can change without Connor seeing her. Yes, in a house with twenty different private rooms, all of which are empty. Yeah, it's it's a also he was saying it's a masterpiece. It looks dreadful. <laughs> It's some blocks of wood, a bit of what looks like, you know... Spray paint. Brown paper, and a spray paint of cogs. Yeah. Why there are cogs on it, I don't know. I don't know, unless she's posing for a calendar going up in a quick fit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very... Yeah. Connor, is, Connor is very weird and intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's the like, way he burns things. Yeah. It's really intense. Like I'm, I made you a screen to get naked behind. It's... it's I just it's very weird um, so Scout and Imogen having a little conversation is it, is it odd that I think he went through the effort of making her a privacy screen to get changed behind that's a bigger that's a big red flag in my head for some reason I think that's a red flag yeah because the logic is go change in another room of course go I'll change in another room step outside <laughs> yeah no it said I, I've been because I, I want you to feel safe but I also still want you to be undressed <laughs> in the same room as me yeah, it's all very weird. So Scout and Imogen are talking about how, like, this great bond that Imogen and Connor have, and Connor and Phoenix are talking about condoms. Because um, men be men. Um, so 
uh, Scout and Phoenix are then talking about how great the two of them are together, and Christine overhears, and Christine, of course, thinks that they've split up because that's what she was told. Yeah, for reasons. Is, was she? Did he tell her that they split up as part of their ruse? I think, yeah, I think he was trying to get her off his back about it. Um, but then we get this ridiculously grandiose sequence Ooh. where Imogen is like reading from a sonnet. Imagine just like, did you, you we did English. Yes. To both A, to like a yeah, levels, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. At no point did a teacher walk into a room, just say a line from any sonnet. Yep. There are a lot of sonnets. There are. I think I studied one which was Shakespeare's 160th yeah, yeah. or something. They got through loads of the buggers. Um, and just go, here's a line, say the next bit. That That's not education. Imogen does that quite long poem from memory. Yeah. I, I could do a single poem from memory. I, I could tell you the name of a single poem. <laughs> Paradise Lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's wild. And so Imogen is like reading this poem and it's intercut with scenes of Christine like going behind the screen and finding their belongings. Yeah. It's very weird. She needs some requiem for a dream. Yeah. It's it's really odd. Um so then Lorraine and Michael are talking about this PRU. Lorraine wants to wait a year to do it. We can't save everyone, she says. And then Michael tasks her with telling Phoenix. Lorraine just becomes, I don't know, not because they've they've lost the school governor. Yes. Right? Because you just have an evil LEA person yeah. would turn up. Not a Dremor Nigel. Yeah, yeah. Nasty Nigel. Love Nigel. He'd turn up every now and again to go, all right, we need to close this bit down. We'll get rid of these people. Yeah. But they've lost that now. So the philanthropist, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you read a meal of that. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> it, it's a tricky word and you're very close to saying something very bold. Um, so, yes, as a philanthropist yeah. has set up this school out of the good nature of her heart but to then create any end of chunk drama they then must turn her into a bean counter yeah we, we need to find a better phrase than chunk <laughs> section <laughs> I like chunk um, so uh, Christine uh, goes to Connor and proposes they go on they do go on a getaway um, but they're going to go to York Um uh, he's not keen on this. He's like, oh, I want to see some mates over the, the break. And she savagely goes, you don't really have any. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who? If you've, if you've split up with Imogen, that's it. And then it's just when she goes, you've always kept yourself to yourself. I don't like that about you. So it's like, it's so odd. She counters her own logic there. goes, yeah. you don't have any friends. Yeah. I've always said you need to go out and make new friends. Yeah. Mom, I'm trying to stay here so I'm going yeah. to see friends. He befriended Kevin last week and Christina specifically said, don't go near that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a copycat arsonist. <laughs> So uh, we see Chalky talking to Kevin um, because there was a bit where in one of Chalky's lessons, he'd got a maths thing I don't understand wrong. Yeah. Um, and Kevin had corrected him. Yeah, goodwill Kevin. Yeah. So Chalky asks, oh, why do you keep getting like bang average C grades? Why don't I say goodwill Kevin? Will is his name. Yeah, good, good, good Kev hunting. Yeah, good Kev hunting. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah. And uh, Chalky reveals that he was a foster kid as well. I feel like that should have come up before now. Probably. Like, that should be his, like, motivation for doing it, probably, rather than, I once babysat Janice's child. Yeah. Because, again, that would that would inform so much as to how he acted around Janice and baby Cheryl. Because, well, look, I've seen... Yeah. You know, I've seen all of these things. 
Yeah. It's almost like it's what, just... What they've done is they've bungled the transition between Chalky being comic relief and Chalky being an actual character. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he's comic relief, you don't want they don't want to give him backstory. Yeah, yeah. But now they do, but that transition is what they've got wrong. Yeah. It was just, it, it's so odd that when they're comic relief, they don't want to give him a tragic backstory. As the old adage goes, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah, because but we saw we literally saw that in that they redid the Chalky and Janice storyline, mm-hmm. which they'd previously done as a comedy storyline. They did it as a Greek tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> not so much a Greek tragedy. <laughs> he didn't die at the end. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know where she went. Well, <laughs> um, there's then a weird bit where Christine wants to talk to Imogen, and she's like, "I'm awarding you an English merit." I'm going to announce it at Tarek's party. You should come visit us in the holidays. What? <laughs> it feels like at some point, one of the writers of the show had just seen series one of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And went, oh, we can do this. Yeah. And they started typing. They went, oh, no, no, I can't. But what it is, so all, the whole thing is a setup because then she starts coughing, sends Imogen to get water, and that allows her to get the key from Imogen's bag. Yeah. But why? What's the, why the whole English... Merit. Say, so, give me your bag. I think there's alcohol in there. <laughs> I don't know. It's really inelegant. There's so, there's so much stuff in this storyline and none of it makes any sense because we don't understand their, Imogen and Connor's core plan. Yeah. We don't understand what Christine wants. No. So we don't understand how Christine reacts to the plan because we don't know what the plan is. Because she's no longer protecting her alcoholism from... No. That's not been a thing for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. She hates Imogen. Um, We see then see Chalky and Kevin playing chess on the computer, um, which I only bring up because Kevin calls himself a math geek. Why am I angry about that? Is it because it's chess? Because it's maths. Oh, I don't see what the problem is. Math is... He's not American. It's not math. Maths. So what you're saying is Kevin is responsible for Series 11 Waterloo Road. (laughs) Yeah. Where they're all playing basketball oh, wait, dep- and pressing Look, charges. I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, and Ted Lasso is so frustrating because occasionally they'll say something that's randomly an Americanism, even though the whole point of the show is like a culture clash. Mm-hmm. You'll get English characters saying they were acting in a commercial or walking across a parking lot, and it makes me want to cry. It's because it's a, a show for Americans. But when the whole point is that it's fish out of water, I don't understand. Wow. <laughs> Tom taking big swipes at the biggest comedy <laughs> series of that has to be yeah. I love it it's an amazing show and I have a great time watching it yeah. I can imagine you writing a review of it it's great everything about it was perfect but they said parking lot instead of car park three out of five <laughs> yeah. I just it, it makes makes my head hurt whenever they do it yeah. um, so uh, Phoenix and Scout let Connor and Imogen into the schoolhouse um, they're going to be in Tarek's room um, and then there's, I think, quite a fun little moment where uh, it turns out they've both brought condoms. So yeah. it sort of undercuts the thing of, oh, well, were you expecting something? Because they both brought one, which I thought was quite nice. Um, in a storyline that I thought was terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's a one nice little moment. This is a gear shift. Michael gets a call from his dad. Yeah, we go from one bed to another bed. <laughs> they... They, uh, oh, they, they, there's some intercutting. We love Water Road intercutting, and there is some <laughs> in, in a minute. So uh, Michael has got a phone call from his dad, um, and then when he gets there, Billy says, "Oh, it's time." And Michael, after a bit of back and forth, takes the lid off the painkillers for him and gives them to him. Um, 
And then Billy says, I don't want you to see this. You need to leave. And Michael says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay. And they, <laughs> I don't think there's an elegant way of saying they intercut between Connor and Imogen having sex. Yeah, it's a choice, isn't it? It's wild. It's, did you ever watch the Steven Spielberg movie Munich? No. Because in that, it has a fa- famous sex scene in it where Eric Banner is making love to his wife yeah. intercut with a recreation of the Munich Olympics massacre. Oh, okay. And it is the most bizarre thing I've ever yeah. sat through. And maybe that's what they were watching this week. And went, maybe. Let's try this. <laughs> they were reading Paradise Lost <laughs> and watching Munich. <laughs> um, the, the thing, like, because the logic here... I just don't understand why Billy involves his son in this. Because Billy makes the decision he wants to do this when he's able to walk around. Yes. So he waits. He he was at peace with the idea of doing it a few weeks ago when he and Michael had already made up. Yeah. Um, but he said he waits to the point where he can't physically do it himself. So he has to involve his son in it. Whereas what he could have done was make that decision earlier. So he goes, I don't want to involve my son in this. Because Billy must know the consequences of doing that. Yeah, he does. He definitely does know the consequences of doing that. I guess is the... I don't know. The whole when it's time thing is like once I've got to the point where I've like completely lost hope. Yeah. Um, Rather than like the point where he could feel himself deteriorating. Because like the point where I guess he realises it might be weeks rather than months. Yeah, I get, I get that. But it's also just one of those things which is like, okay, so if, I, if I'm making that decision that I'm going to do this, do, do I wait until a point where I have to involve my son yeah. in it? Or do I do it so that my son does not become involved in yeah. killing me? Yeah. With all of the consequences that would come from that. The um, the nurse who comes in, yeah. um, where was she five minutes ago? Um, but very bad actress. <laughs> she just walks in open mouthed. Yeah. She's like, oh, what, what, what's been afoot here? Yes, what, what hath been afoot? Um, so there's also some st- Lorraine is kicking Phoenix out. Um, Phoenix says Scotland's a dump anyway with your stupid kilts and locks and your epoxy tatty scones I feel like they've been storing up all of their anti-Scotland jokes because yeah. there's one later about square sausages as well yeah. <laughs> Phoenix that week was being written by a writer who really resented being moved up on Scotland yes did you write it yeah <laughs> I actually want my note here is that Phoenix could replace you as host yeah. all of these broad stereotypes he throws out yeah yeah at this um, point, I wondered if Michael would call Phoenix for some advice on how to dispose of a body. <laughs> how much bleach do you have, <laughs> Mr. Burr? Um, so, remember of like, so there were three or four things in the next time trailer last week. Big stories for the finale. Yeah. One of which was Tarek proposing to Liberty. Yeah, yeah. It happens out of nowhere. It happens out of nowhere. She laughs it off. Tarek pivots to canoeing <laughs> and then proposes to somebody. Yeah, she laughs it off. He ultimately laughs it off. There is no drama. No. There is not a shred of like conflict between them yeah, about it. And only we could have seen these two characters interact more than twice. Literally. I do not know why Tarek needs to propose to her. No. And it's not like... Because at one point I was thinking, is Tarek now having to leave the school to go do these canoeing slash kayaking things? <laughs> it's a big decision. So he's like, I want you to come with me kind of thing. But I just don't think that's true. No. There's no suggestion of that. No. 
So uh, Christine then is watching as Scout and Imogen do like a giggly handover of keys. Yeah. Imagine if a kid came in at lunch telling you they'd just been away having sex. I know. You'd be fuming. What are they? What is the plan? If they've gone away to this house at lunchtime to put all their stuff there. Who are Mrs. Why not just stay there? Because they don't want to miss lessons. <laughs> It's it's the last afternoon of term, <laughs> most of which is a Tarek celebration. I don't know. I don't understand why. Like why, why risk the back and forth? Yeah. I remember once at sixth form because we used to have three periods in sixth form, and then there were these two people who did actually just leave during their free period to go have sex. Excellent, respect that. But they came back and they were so obnoxious about it. It's ah, like, you would be though. They you? couldn't. They couldn't be louder or more giggly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we just have to go back to his house. I was like, what for? Oh, just you know, just to pick something. That's up. right. <laughs> Ten minutes, double figures. <laughs> um, yeah, if I could be in the of a pool queue. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so Connor and Imogen, they go at lunchtime. They have sex. They return. Yeah. <laughs> they go again <laughs> with bread. <laughs> <laughs> no king shaming <laughs> they go again with bread and that's when Christine's there and we'll get to that in a minute then they go back <laughs> what is happening what's happening yeah just do one big shot Where, yeah. where's your pineapple yeah. <laughs> oh it's weird it's weird um, so um, Lorraine uh, goes to see Tom and Tom Emerges around the corner, like picking at his teeth. He's clearly picking meal deal out of his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Lorraine, what he says, oh, I want to see some of Phoenix's coursework. Imagine, like, d- again, do you remember when we started? Yeah. We, we did like a good 10 minute chat on meal deals. Yeah. And in this episode, we've been overtaken with pineapple and teen sex. Yeah. It, this, the self censorship we did in 2020 has not lasted. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. Um, I miss the twee meal deal days. Yeah. So, yeah, Lorraine wants to see Phoenix's coursework. It turns out Phoenix has written this diary in which he's written some stuff about Loch Lomond that Phoenix would never write. No, no, no. It's like, this this beautiful place, and this is where me and Harley are going to live when I know it. And it's weird. Be a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> live off the fat of the land. It's very of mice and men. Um, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um... So Michael now, he, he says he'd said... I have a feeling at one point, for even my birthday or Christmas, you're going to buy me a <laughs> I will now. Yeah. Um, so Michael earlier had said to Lorraine, oh, will you say a few words at Tarek's thing? And he'd sort of done a little almost look to camera, like, hee hee. And now he says he wants Tarek to speak as well. And he's putting plans in place. So this is where Connor and Imogen... Well, they go. They're back to the schoolhouse with their bread, um, and uh, Christine is sat on the bed, and I, I fully laughed. <laughs> I'm not a parent. Okay. I don't think I'd willingly sit on a bed that I knew my child had just had sex in. <laughs> <laughs> that is the full Andrea Lenson quote. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I'll be staying away from that surface for a while. I don't, I don't think I can lean back as relaxed as she <laughs> is. Christine calls the two of them Hansel and Gretel. 
and Connor calls her the evil witch and then does a big scream and runs away. And then Imogen lays into Christine, calls her a roaring alcoholic and a nut job, and then they slap each other. Yeah. I didn't really care for the scene because I hate this show. Um, but Im- Imogen's kind of like anger in yeah. a Scottish accent. I like that. It's good. So there's a, this, so that they slap each other and then a song called Casualties of War plays. <laughs> so uh, Connor is then running around his, their house collecting all of his mum's booze. And then Christine is looking through some of Connor's things, including some terrifying sketches of Imogen that he's done. I just, Connor is just this kid. Yeah, Connor is also the artist um, of Roald Dahl books. You want the picture of Christine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight from the tweet. Yes, it's very, um, uh, Quentin Blake? It's Quentin Blake, isn't it, Roald Dahl? Yes, very, very. Um. So Connor takes the big box of bottles and puts it in the middle of the staff room, says to all the teachers, these are all my mums, she's an alcoholic. And then Audrey is like looking around in the staff room, finds a bottle of whiskey and Grantley goes, oh, that's mine. I thought it was quite good. Oh, that was quite funny. I, I like, I think we've got a new reaction image, which is Audrey's face when yeah. Phoenix leaves the room. She's, she's there. I can't, obviously, it's an audio medium. Yes. I can't adequately do the face this way, but it is, it's something to look at. Yes. I, I enjoyed it. Yes. And then at this point, when we were saying there's been no net closing in on Christine and Audrey just goes, do you know what? I've always suspected her of being an alcoholic. Yeah. It's, like, it's very much, you know, after the Lord Mayor's show, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit. But Audrey meets Christine in the corridor and says, oh, actually, you know, I'm starting to look forward to our hearing. And then Christine goes, oh, actually, uh, you know, your apology last week. I accept that. <laughs> and Audrey goes, fine. Cool. And that's the end. That's like four episodes, that story. Yeah. That's it. Because there's a, there's a non-existent net closing in on Christine. <laughs> oh man, that's the end of the story. Um, so uh, Connor takes a takes a, a, something to his screen and destroys it, then puts it all in a big pile of wood and sets fire to it. Yeah. So then uh, Tarek's celebration thing happens. He does a big speech about how Waterloo Road is like his family. And he's going to do the school proud because they stuck by him through thick and thin. Um, and and then Lorraine stands up and sort of under the pressure of what Tarek has just said, says, by the way, we're doing a PRU. Um, and Phoenix immediately goes, oh, I'm a big fan of people, people <laughs> referral units. Yeah. That's just for kids like me. Yeah. And Michael grins as if to say, love it when a plan comes together. And Phoenix goes, I was good at maths like two <laughs> years ago. Yes. I was too good at maths to be a builder. <laughs> Show. Um, sorry, too good at math. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so angry. Um, oh, we're slowly losing it. We slowly. Um, Tom, this episode started three years. <laughs> this episode started with ten minutes on Lee Evans. <laughs> so Imogen finds Connor by the fire. Um, and then there's like an explosion from whatever materials are in the, the fire. Um, just explosive. Just, they, don't, yeah. they don't explain what it is. Just, is it like the paint? Yeah. I didn't know paint was flab- like explosive. Apparently so. Oh, is it the pressure? Cause it's the yeah, pressure. probably. Yeah, yeah. That's probably it. That that is because I once um, was sat in the, li- in the living room and just heard a bang and I had no idea what it was. And then the next day, I discovered it's going to put a tin of Coke Zero in the freezer. Yeah, that will happen. And left it in there. Yeah. So, be wary, Imogen. 
Um, so yeah, this explosion happens, and then we see Connor sort of dragging her out of the fire, um, clearly very injured. Um, and so then uh, Christine finds them, and she takes responsibility for it to Michael, says, oh, I needed a cigarette. It was all my fault. Um, and then the, the ambulance turns up and takes her away. Yeah. It's just odd that they kind of feel this as this is the redemption moment for Christine. That sort of seems to be the way they're yeah, framing it's it. Because then we ne- the next time we see her, she did an AA class. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, she kind of just turns and she goes, oh, no, I'm taking responsibility for my actions. I've driven my son to this. But, like, again, this stopped being about her alcoholism quite a while ago. Yes, it did. So that's why it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I don't also understand, understand during a fire alarm why the kids are all walking into the hall. Yeah, that's weird, isn't that's it? That's not any fire alarm. Not no. Even, not, not, not in adult circles, you no. fire alarm there. No. Um, so, uh, Lorraine then tells Phoenix he can come back. Um, Liberty and Tarek are, like, kissing. And Maggie turns to Grantley and says, take some tips for the honeymoon. <laughs> Quite unpleasant. Yeah, I don't like it. It's very uh, Steph Haydock and the kissing couple on the coach. Oh. <laughs> Back in those days. Jack and that couple have ever gotten off one another. Not, don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I said gotten off with. I said gotten off of. Mm-hmm. I'm saying all the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you reckon they ever stopped is the question yeah. I'm asking. Don't know. Uh, Kevin and Chalky resolve the storyline we saw coming right at the beginning. Fantastic. And that uh, Chalky's going to foster him. Yeah, because Chalky was also fostered and fostered for years. Nine classes, nine nine different schools Chalky went to. Yes. This could have informed some of his, <laughs> any of his character at any point in time. Yeah. Um, there's a nice bit where the police turn up and everyone's like, oh, about the fire. And then <laughs> Michael basically turns to them and goes, no, this is for the other thing. <laughs> Please, there's been a murder. <laughs> Ten episodes. If they had any sense of humour, that's what they would have done. But the show's never had a sense of humour. Um, so Michael, you know, admits everything. Admits to, he opened the bottle. He said he begged me to help him, and I'd do it again if I had to. Um, and then he's arrested for culpable homicide. He's not a charge I'd heard of. It must be a thing. They must have done this much research. They did enough research to do the talking points about well, assisted suicide. Well, Billy can't press charges, so <laughs> no crime has been committed. It's a Scottish charge. Ah. It's equivalent to manslaughter in England and Wales. Ah, let's see. But they call it something different. They did some research. Mm. Oh. Well, yeah, as they say, when in Scotland, <laughs> charge as the Scots do. <laughs> So um, there's, there's some stuff with Sean and Lorraine where they very quickly do the assisted dying talking points. Yeah. Very quickly. Bit of back and forth. <laughs> Just right. so the show could say they've done it. Yeah. They, uh, they, they throw the back and forth. There's a, a conversation at the hospital uh, with Connor and Audrey where Audrey says that uh, yeah, Imogen has been like, assessed and the damage is mostly external. Um, and then they're talking about Christine and Connor says... Oh, and now look what she's done. As if he is also blaming his mum for it. Yeah. Or is he just playing the role? I, 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 don't, I didn't take it as that. No, I don't, I don't think... He, he, I, he seems to genuinely have taken it to heart that this is what my mum has caused. 
But it, it, to some extent, it has because the pressure she's put on him has made him crack. Yes, to this point. But right? lots of people crack. They don't set fire to big piles of wood. Well, no, but he he had he had a predilection for burning things. He did before his mother pushed him. Nice, over the end. nice use of the word predilection. Thank you. It's my Thomism. <laughs> And the fact that you couldn't go past it without ignoring it. <laughs> Proves your point, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost like a word I would use. <laughs> monocle, monocle, monocle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have the stuff with Christine at the AA, and the episode ends with uh, Michael in a cell. Yeah. Do we think Michael would end up in a cell? Well, he's been arrested. That he would be immediately bailed and released. I he's not a danger to anyone else. I, I don't. I honestly, I don't know enough about how that works <laughs> to tell you. But I, but my first instinct was: there's no way that guy's going to be in the cells. He, he doesn't seem like a danger to society. No. But again, this is early Toryism when they had space. <laughs> there, was a, there was a story the other week in Scotland, wasn't it, where basically pri- prisoners now are like. People who've been arrested for violent crimes aren't going anywhere because they have no spots to put them in. Yeah. Whereas back back in these days, it was, it was luxurious era and lots of space. Yeah. He he'd he'd be out. He'd be bailed and out. Yeah. But they but they had to do the the, the cell shot yeah. to end the series, and of course because it's the end of a chunk, we don't get a next time trailer. No. But we do get to do our favourite end of chunk game. We do. Who is this the last episode? <laughs> do you remember um not anything about a night in September? The um which characters you think won't be coming back from this? Oh, I don't know, no. No oh, idea. Okay. I, 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 I didn't really think about it. Maybe that's why I quite enjoyed the show, because I didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, the problem is when you think about it, when you have to take it apart for an hour. Um, okay, who do you think is not coming back? I'm going to go bold and say I don't think Michael's coming back. That is bold. It is wrong. Oh. <laughs> um, Sean? Is back. We don't... You'll let me guess two more and they go, well, this could go on for ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly can tell you. Um, so... There's only one name on this list, and they're not gone forever. It is their final regular appearance, okay. and that's Tarek. He's, he's canoeing. <laughs> Maybe he's... He, he won't have any more regular appearances, but he will canoe past the shot <laughs> at one point. <laughs> well, look, he, got, he got to his training base. They put him in a canoe, and he goes, hang on, I'm a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wrong paddle. <laughs> well, I can't lose my shot. So... I, I'll just crack on and then he gets lost. <laughs> He's only got one end of a paddle. He just goes round in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this wasn't good, was it? No, none of this is good. <laughs> but I, I said to you before we started recording, I watching this episode, I had that Waterloo Road is a bit naff but fun feel. Yeah. Um, where it was at least ridiculous enough that I found it funny. Whereas most of this chunk has just been dull. It's just been boring. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. I don't think we're fun or entertaining anymore. <laughs> I think when we've reverted to Lee Evans quotes. Yeah. And so when you, you know you've lost it. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, at least his chunk's over. Uh, I, yeah. Surely. I mean, I hesitate to tempt fate. I mean, it can only get better, surely. No. <laughs> no. If the comments on Twitter are anything to go by, this is the peak. <laughs> there is a character we get to meet in episode 11 that I'm very excited for you to meet. Okay, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, yeah, Gretna Green remains the best episode of Waterloo Road in Scotland. No, I don't think that's true. It is true. I think episode nine is better than Gretna Green because Gretna Green was the worst episode of that chunk. Yeah, I know, but still better than all this. No. I'll die on this hill. I think the the malaise you're in has made you forget how bad Gretna Green was. Well, no, because remember when we used to like, but now we look back on series one and two because we used to like think that was a bit crap. <laughs> and But now we look back on it as if it was, you know, peak television. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah it was early Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Peak television was mid Game of Thrones. Hmm. Series, okay, six, yeah. series six is the peak of Game series of Thrones. Series six is probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be one of those hipsters who's like, I preferred the first two series. No, the first. Where it was just talking and yeah. no, no cool stuff. <laughs> the first. Well, the, the first like three episodes of Game of Thrones are very try hard. Yeah. It's like, here have some boobs, here have some beheadings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it settles into quite a boring. <laughs> routine for about a series and a half yeah, yeah, yeah. before it starts getting anywhere yeah i do remember struggling through like early series two of game of thrones no i i remember doing the i bought the dvd box set couldn't get through the first series i tried to exchange the dvd box set they had a laser burn they would accept it so then i decided well hell i might as well just watch the whole thing yeah and then i wait until series two is over watched all of that and then it was only towards the back end of series two that you go oh actually is good because the back end of series two is like black water and stuff isn't yeah, it which yeah. is proper good <laughs> but yeah there's a long way to get there yeah, yeah. um the play out song is the the it's casualty ca- steps casualty <laughs> <laughs> of war <laughs> <Casualty>. <laughs>